What on earth is that? It's a Journey in the Comics Network production! All aboard! I brought my pencil! Yeah! What's up, Deuterinos? Welcome back to another episode of Rank Em All That Show, where a couple of dudes or whoever sit down to rank a bunch of songs, a bunch of albums, from one artist at a time. We go all the way down that discog. We find the best. We find the worst. We find the best of the worst and the worst of the best. We go up and down. We rank each one. I'm one of your rank uh, rankers, Brando, and joining me as always. Pretty much as always. I've never done a rank without him other than one other one that that isn't also done. Um, (laughs) (laughs) One and only the podfather, Nate Phillips. Feels good to be back. Wow. It's uh, take it and ruminate for a second, guys. Podcasting is uh, something that that I miss, and I'm glad that we're back doing it. But, of course, why would we do this shit alone? It's more fun with friends. Joining us also one of our favorites the stepdaddy of the journey into comics network ty what's up my boy that's me and uh i'm not here to uh scold you i'm here to satisfy and nourish your knowledge and your your desire to expand your horizons that was awful <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just gonna not gonna lie i thought you were gonna say i'm not here to scold you i'm here to hold you and i was about it so god i man i should have said that like that was god i needed the like the karaoke subtitles like ahead just like a split second to be like oh shit that's good wow but, yes uh, that's a t-shirt there i'm not here to scold you i'm here to i'm hold here you. to hold you baby <laughs> daddy's here to hold you well uh this threesome isn't flying alone we're actually a foursome today the one and only the majestical buckles i uh i'm just really happy he didn't say he was he was here to fold us i'm a little (laughs) frightened by that actually Mm. (laughs) because i the sad thing is i'd believe him (laughs) you'd be afraid of what i'm capable of would be i am (laughs) yeah hell yeah yeah i'm alive I uh, it's good to see everybody again. It's uh, been uh, been a minute, as they would say, uh, since we've had everybody together. So I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, it has taken a long time to get us back together. I have been crazy busy. Me too. Pretty much mm-hmm. since the end of September, uh, yep. my work has definitely picked up. Uh, it's not so much daily work. So, like, is there possible time to podcast? Sure. However, there has been some uh, quite a few working into like seven o'clock at night uh type deals there has been yeah 12 hours saturday and sundays uh in december i worked 20 days straight without a day off and it didn't even really hit me. it didn't even really hit me till christmas it's one of those things where i looked at it and like damn and because I'm then uh, because then right before <laughs> christmas i worked 13 hour days and then right after christmas thir- like 12 hour days it I've worked a crap ton, but it, but it's been much needed uh, in my life uh, over the last couple of years. It's definitely been a struggle, as, as I'm sure it has been for a lot of different people. But so even I though can... I've been working a lot, th- that isn't a complaint because uh, for the amount of hours I work, wh- what I do on my job, I enjoy thoroughly. So that there is something to be said about that. 
Is it really work if you enjoy it? You're like, well, it kind of because of the time. Right. But, yep. but, you know, because they're, I, w- would I rather be home with my family? Sure. Would I rather just be hanging out with my buds all the time and ranking some pods? Absolutely. But that's not oh. the way it is. I can just say for my for being the the ranking old man of the group that uh, uh, the spirit is willing the spirit's definitely willing but the flesh is asleep in my recliner by ten thirty um, ten thirty yep. <laughs> eight o'clock yeah I was gonna say dog you go I was in, asleep on the couch right before we started this you guys I mean, go in earlier than I do I mean it, usually about eight o'clock is when my internal body clock is like all right dude wrap it up you know you've got <laughs> yeah. about an hour. Or so left. If maybe, you, maybe if, if you want it, yep. you know you got you got to work for it. You know, Commencing like, system shutdown. If you Commencing ha- system <laughs> shutdown. If you haven't showered, get showered. You know, are are there days that right at eight that we put the kids to bed? All, all the kids are in bed, and I'm like, I'm gonna go lay down right now, and if I fall asleep, I fall asleep. Yep. Yes. Yep. Oh yes, absolutely. My favorite's the uh, I'm gonna I'm get all excited to watch something at like eight o'clock. You wanted to watch yep. some wrestling or watch a movie or something, and I wake up and it's like two in the morning. It's like oh, well shit. <laughs> yep. Well, that's over. I guess I'll just go to bed for real now. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, uh, everyone, it has been a long time since we've been able to get together. But for all of you at home hearing this, it will have been literally the next week. So it's going to be interesting to see from mm-hmm. episode to episode. This is the longest it's taken us to complete one of these projects. And um, we, you know, in, in the past, we've done intro episodes where we actually had a plan to do an intro episode that we didn't do first. Mm-hmm. But I'm almost to the point of like, it's Alice in Chains. We love Alice in Chains. They're, they were part of an awesome movement uh, that, that, that encompasses a bunch of other bands from a certain big city named Seattle. Uh, yep. if you know who Allison Chains are, odds are you know who all of them are. You might not, but go go Google, go Wikipedia, because it's the it can be an awesome just gateway to a cavalcade of great music. Mm-hmm. But literally, you know, as as we've said early on in this rank, something in Alice was a little bit different than some of those, like where they deviated a little bit heavier, a little bit more metal. You know, the mm-hmm. first album, like a lot of GNR type influence or, or something like that. And then it would, they, and they found their own sort of beat and style and sounded completely different than anything else, uh, that was out at the time, which really set them apart. But of course, now we are on the last album. We have, yep. we have reached the end of our journey for now. For now, there, there, there are maybe some more to go, and I would love to reconvene at that time. And after, after we've given it a fair shake, any new projects from Alice, it'd be awesome to revisit with you guys. Uh, but <clears throat> what we have here is Rainier Fog. And this album, Raymond Frog, is what uh, <laughs> is said in my head every oh, time no. I try and say Rainier Fog. <laughs> Oh, that makes me happy. Raymond, the old Raymond Frog. That makes me happy. Can you can we get the voice really quickly? I am Raymond the Frog. Thank you. <laughs> uh, this album was released on August twenty fourth, twenty eighteen, which makes it, as of right now, the most recent album that has been ranked here on the Rank 'Em All podcast. In fact, as I was doing some research, it was like, oh yes, uh, the single was released uh, on. You know this to radios and Spotify, and I went, hmm. Uh, 
the first time I've read that in a minute uh, as far yeah. as doing any sort of research for anything here on the podcast. But the album debuted at number 12 on the Billboard uh, 200. It debuted at number one on, on the Billboard Rock album chart. And it, you know, and it won some, it, it either won a war, it, it won the, the 2018 Metal Storm Award for Best Alternative Metal Album. It was nominated for a Grammy Award for Best Rock Album. Um, of course, this is like, Allison Janes is a huge band. And so when you have a band of this caliber put out a new album, eyes are on it, ears are on it, it's going to get attention. No matter what, even maybe some of the, uh, greater feelings of an album might be, it's going to get that attention and probably earn some accolades. I mean, because they are talented and there is some good stuff on this album. But what I'm gathering from what little tidbit that we have shared, that it's not necessarily the best effort. But when you have some efforts to the highest caliber that they've already done, um, it's going to be hard to it's hard it's going to be hard to match that when you have to set when you set the bar so high for yourself. When you make a new album, it's like it's like some of the best albums of all time. You know, if you go back and you know think about some of the greatest ones that that from bands that you like or any or any whatever. I'll just I'll take one of the most generic rock bands out of the hat, ACDC. When they recorded Back in Black, they've never really reached that same height. Nope. Every album after that has to be compared to that, and they had great albums before that, but that was say, a, that was I'm the a big- peak. I'm a big ACDC fan, like big, big ACDC fan. And, uh, that's not even like to me yeah, They're, they're two separate bands considering two separate singers, two separate styles. And you're right. They never had anything that good again after that, but I would argue they were better before it too. So well, that's just me. They were a different, you know, a different yeah. band before. And I agree with that, but then you take other big, like, uh, we've already ranked it here. You know, we, when you make master of puppets on your third attempt of right. making an album, Sure. Then you release release another album, but then somehow you go even more mecca and mainstream with the black album as far as success wise, you know, and great songs wise, just great songs on that album. Then after that, it's like how you can't play top yourself. Let's say GNR is the one I always think of for something like that. Sure. Yeah. You, you come you, out of the gate with appetite. With you, yeah. And you peak that highly that early, and all of a sudden, okay, whatever you make is going to be great. Like you can use your illusion. Great album great albums rather and still no uh you're not comparing <laughs> you know what it is i have a great uh way to kind of think about this we need to stop looking at musicians like musicians hold please i know you're like wait what when it comes to albums and success right and, and what you to, to both your guys's points look at it like jordan and the bulls a miracle to get that first championship amazing that you hit the success that you hit very few bands Two in a row. Very few bands can go three. Even less can do four and even less do five and six. And if you have that, that says something about not just your longevity, but your skill as a musician to be able to still captivate audiences across decades. You do it that many times. And it's not just like over the course of six years, I made six number one albums. It takes some time, you know, there's some like real genius that gets put into this. So I really do think that, um, a very good point it's hard to say like okay well maybe rainy or fog you know they went to the to the conference finals they didn't <laughs> didn't get all the way home but they you know they had it was a great effort you know it was a great effort so I, I you'll never you'll literally never hear me make this complimentary analogy again but one that i would say is even more appropriate for alice and change rather than the bulls would be tom uh tom brady and the patriots 
And Tyler, yes, I will say something nice about him for a one, yes. one minute moment. Yes. That success of the Patriots and then yes. goes to a completely different team, different environment, different conference, different everything, like having a new band entirely or missing some massive yeah. element entirely and still managed to win a championship. Now, well, is that is that Buccaneers team as good as the Patriots were? Likely not. But. You can't stuff you can't stuff your nose at it though. Right. Well, I will because I hate him, but yeah. <laughs> mm. that's why Tyler's smiling. Mm-hmm. 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 So uh real quick before we get into ranking, I think it's worth noting that over the course of the summer, I don't know how many of us got to, but got to see Allison Chains. I did. Yeah. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to go. Uh it but... was wild. But yeah, yeah. It, it was very it was very interesting because weren't they touring with another band that was also uh, in in like the midst of being recorded but hasn't also been in a long time um uh, but yeah was that was that breaking benjamin I yeah so. that was one of the ones yep breaking yeah. benjamin was really good but i'm not gonna lie guys bush was the show stealer in my opinion like, i believe that yeah that, bush, that dude bush was real good yeah but anyways let's get this last album done guys yeah hell yeah let's get into it this album uh clocks in at 53 minutes and 52 seconds it was their first album under bmg record label um and there were four singles from this album seriously and yeah and, and and we'll talk about those as we go along but all the songs were written by Jerry Cantrell, unless we're noted. I will be sure to try to remember as we go along here to try and say that. I always try to give that credit where credit's due. Of course, Allison Changes, Jerry Cantrell, William Duvall, Mike Inez, and Sean Kenny, with additional appearances, guest a good guitar appearance by Chris DeGarmo. Uh, Chris, Chris DeGarmo. Well, I'm sitting a little far back from my uh, keyboard or from my screen. I couldn't see it. But he is the uh, guitarist from Queensryche. Um, oh, interesting. He plays uh, acoustic guitar on the song Drone, which is like midway through the album. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, yeah, I guess uh, he he actually was Jerry's touring guitarist for his solo project, and uh, <laughs> so you know, so you know, so he's buds with Jerry, and he just happened to be at the studio or when Jerry was having trouble laying this down and he's like, ah, I got it <laughs> here, 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 let, let me show you how it's done there. Jerry let, let daddy step in there. <laughs> but yeah, guys, yeah, we're about to dive right into it. As I said, all songs written by Jerry Contrella as unless otherwise noted. And the first song was the first single, the one, you know, written entirely by Jerry and, um, uh, Clocks in at four minutes and 49 seconds. And I'm going to toss the ball in the air. Whoever wants to go first can go first. Nate. Bow. Let's rock this shit, you guys. Let's talk about it. Uh, The one you know is a really nice, clean opener for an album. It gives you hope that the rest of the album is going to offer more. I absolutely fell in love with the chorus. I mean, lyrically, it's really solid, but just the the harmonies and how it is saying is just, it's grunge in a new light, and I think that's what I really loved about it. It isn't 
what's the word I'm looking for? Recycled. It's refreshed. And that's important. They aren't stuck doing old Alice things to try to cultivate those fans as much as they are kind of stepping into their own box. Really, Jerry just continuously using his creative ability to just explode out uh, amazing tunes. But um, I think the song is just very chunky and grungy. And I, again, I do love that chorus quite a bit. So that's what I got. I would actually kind of disagree with it a bit in that the lyrics seem to make like they're trying to embrace being different or trying to be different than the one, you know, or whatever the case might be. But to me, it felt like they were almost forcing the old sound a little bit like they weren't they weren't. um Rather than trying to find something new, they were trying to still, well, we want to sound like Alice in Chains. We want to make sure we still sound like, and just kind of forcing it a bit too much. Um, the riff is really cool at the beginning. That chuggy, like, real staccato riff, I thought was kind of cool. It's really interesting to start off the album with, or start a song with, at least. Um, I like the grading, almost a tonal sound to it. Uh, I couldn't tell if, and this is the theme for the album, I couldn't tell if the vocals were double-tracked or harmonized. Um and I honestly, I, I, again, kind of a theme for the album. I found myself liking the music itself more than the vocals. Um, but the riff, again, the riff was what kind of sold it, at least for me. T.Y.? Uh, I would agree with definitely some of that. I love the intro. Um, I actually did enjoy the chorus. I think this is one of the in my opinion, at least how I rank the whole album, one of the two best songs on the album, um, which may not bode well for the rest of the songs on the <laughs> album. But uh, no, I, did, I didn't think it was bad at all. It's, it's definitely a... I've heard it played on the radio. So, you know, it's... it's Like we've talked a lot in the past as all these bands that have been around as long. You know, I I remember something I wanted to say a little bit ago. Not everybody is Metallica. Not everybody is Iron Maiden. You know, two of the greatest rock bands of all time. Two of the longest. Not everybody's Rolling Stones. And, and, uh, you know, Paul McCartney somehow still alive. Sucking people's life forces or whatever he does. But, like... Not ever, and 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 people always criticize Metallica for how they're you know they sold out. It's like, well, they we always say they've just adapt. Their sound adapts and changes over time. I think this is a good example of them showing that they've still got it, but it's also, you know, um, as far as the double tracker harmonies go, I think I was reading a little bit about uh, some of this album. And uh, some of the recording process right before we started. Um, and it sounds like, uh, from what people are saying on the internet at least, that it's just uh, Jerry and this uh, and William. That's his name, right? William Duvall? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> Pardon me. Them uh, just, just getting um, a little bit more in sync now that they, this is the second album they've recorded together. You know, uh, third. Yeah, that's, or yeah, sorry, totally third. Fair. Yeah. Sorry. Totally fair. So yeah, I sh- I share some similar sentiments. Uh, yeah, to to some of what you guys have said, <laughs> I wrote not a bad opener, catchy chorus, and the solo was very Kirk Hammett from the Load era of Metallica. It sounded mm-hmm. like it was yeah. just 
right from that. And I'm like, I could see that. <clears throat> uh, but it, it was like basically, but but without the wah pedal, you know. <laughs> right. Um, the bridge and chorus kind of sounded a bit, a bit. I'm not saying they copy this, but it reminded me of mid '90s Smashing Pumpkins. A little bit. Yeah, I could see that. I could see Brad. that. And so, uh, yeah, I actually did like this song, and think it's a. I think it's a worthy single, and <clears throat> I do think it. Uh, maybe for the first couple of songs here, but this one even more so maybe than the rest of the album. Uh, it's like, hey, this is Alice in Chains. That there's little sprinkles here. And we're going to get into other songs here where they maybe step out a little bit mm-hmm. to sound a little bit more like a, a new band within that has that has the legacy and soul of what it used to be, but is it trying to explore some new avenues while still maybe keeping the thread line of who they were. I don't think I, I disagree with you, Buckles. I, I don't necessarily think it's forced. I definitely think that they're like, look, we're Alice in Chains. If we do something completely off-putting and sound 100% different, then maybe that's maybe we won't be that anymore. Totally valid. Uh, but you know, let's you know try to evolve it in a way mm-hmm. which would which mm-hmm. is not the same evolution that it would have taken. You know, if Lane were still here, of course, right. But right, that's yeah. the that's the cards that are dealt. They we talked about it before in the earlier episodes. They had a decision to make. You know, if are we going to continue as a band? Are we going to just change right. the name? They they could have Velvet Revolver themselves and got a new singer and became a whole new name band that you like everybody knows is basically you know uh, the heart and soul of one without its soul or whatever right. you know. But now, like they they no, we're going to be Alice as a tribute Whoa. to our brother, and mm-hmm. uh. You know, carry on the legacy as as he would probably want us to. He wanted want us to stop. You know, you know he he loved this. He loved our band and he loved us, and we love him. And that's why we continue to do it. I gave the one you know a seven point seven five, and I'm gonna start off with Ty. What what did you rank this one? I also gave it a seven point seven five. And buckles, give her six. A six. And Nate, I gave it a seven. Seven. All right. Off to a relatively solid start here. <laughs> Nate, you're having some trouble with the cat there. <laughs> Biscuit is just on one. He will not. <laughs> going to have to, like, uh, you know, bring out the fucking. Uh, oh, shit. You know, <laughs> the Iron Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> I can't, I, it snaps. I don't know why it's not snapping. It's cool. Because it's the fact that your fingers Dumb. are like 17 times bigger than that thing. Don't there. finger bang with that thing anymore and maybe it'll work. <laughs> oh, wow. Why is that one finger not moving? Nate? Is it rusted? It's a really, it's, a it's wore out. It's, I mean, it's a high grade silicone. I'm not going to lie. Gonna, that yeah. means it's been in oh, Nate's God. ass. It's Whoa. <laughs> right there. Not the imagery I was putting uh, out there uh, at all. Yeah, so, so you know, you could just reality stone yourself back to reality. Breaking bro. the ice, Daddy. <laughs> Two of the big ones of the soul ice. stone. <laughs> Snatching soul stones. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh next. my god. Hey. Dear God. I gotta take a pause. Biscuit just uh broke my pop shelf. 
behind me in real time. <sighs> so pause, guys. Pause. <laughs> Fucking cat. <laughs> I don't keep this as an outtake. <laughs> My dog is asleep behind me. <laughs> Tyler's is probably humping something. <laughs> I don't hear him. <laughs> Oop, there he is. Yep. What's up, Kevin? What's up, you fuck? <laughs> How's Tucky doing after the surgery? He's good. He's doing good. Good. Glad to hear it, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. He feels better for sure. Good, 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 good. Oh shit. How'd uh how'd they like the snow? The dogs? Uh, Tucker doesn't mind it. He doesn't. He doesn't really care for the cold, but he doesn't mind it. Kevin, obviously, like typical pug, like <laughs> fighting for his yeah, fighting for his life to go outside. <laughs> it's like, dude, I'll fucking leave you out there. Like, <laughs> play me. The homie don't play. Let's say Abby. Abby will drag me outside because she's got to be on her leash the whole time. Go out there and not want to come back in, but then stand there and shiver. I'm like, just shit. You come in. Come on. Yep. Yep. Just shit, dude. Trying to find the one spot that doesn't have snow on it to go shit there. <laughs> Poor Nate. It's a good thing he has less of those than what he used to have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a that's a relative number there. <laughs> well, less of the pops. He he used to have a lot more pops. God. Yeah, was, I used to have like an entire room worth. Of just I remember pop. seeing it. I remember seeing it. I remember seeing the old room. You're an old room. I feel like an old room. This got just, him. This just came in earlier in the week. Is that an amiibo? It is a Sephiroth amiibo. Okay, so explain amiibo to me. Wasn't that a Wii thing? It's a Switch, or yeah, I guess it was Wii U. So, what is this? To me, this is a cool set piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got like uh, classic Mario, Sonic, Mega Man, Cloud, and Sephiroth. Oh, and I've got Yarn Yoshi. Wasn't uh, there? Wasn't it like the weird takeoff, like the Skylanders thing? It kind of is that. It's but like you can use them like f- uh, for different games. They do different things. They get, like unlock certain things, um, or you. they'll give you like uh, like uh, some of the Mario ones will give you certain skins if you use. Uh, the Zelda ones during certain things, it certain it gives you certain items. Gotcha. For the for the Smash Brothers ones, it does something. I don't know exactly what they do, but they but they have memory chips in them. So like like uh, if you use it for Smash Brothers, I, I'm not sure if they have, maybe if that stores your character or something. Yeah. Like if you it's like say if you played a Sephiroth and you got him whatever, like he kind of stores your stats or whatever. Okay. So then, if you—that's kind of cool. It, it's something along those lines. I don't use them for that because I I keep them in the packaging. Right. Um, but uh, actually, just just beat a game for the first time in a while. Uh, bought uh, the Dishonored trilogy uh, over Thanksgiving and finally beat the first one. I'm working on the second now. It came cool. to a blast. Um, but yeah, like uh, I haven't bought an amiibo in years. Like <laughs> I just. I, I was gotcha. surprised to see it. Yeah. Well, no, um, they're still really popular. They're really the only one left. 
really i missed yeah, disney yeah. infinity didn't last skylanders yeah. is gone yeah um i missed solid snake on the amiibo i'm still mad about that um because i was kind of trying to keep it mainline to some of the bigger icons for gaming some of the big uh caricatures or mascots in a way so like i you know as i said i got like mario sonic mega man cloud so once they announced sephiroth i i pre-ordered them like they like i i had the money i'm like i have money here take it um but for like i still would like to track down a good link for zelda and shit like that but as far as having like an like an expansive amiibo collection, nah, that's not me. I know Mike used to have every single Metroid one mm. up up to a certain point, and uh, then he was trying to do Zelda, and he he kind of priced himself out of that. So and then I think he might have he sold a lot of shit. But just see if I can find him on Amazon. I I was looking to see if they had the Solid Snake on Amazon. They do, and he's like forty bucks, and that's too much oh, gotcha. for me. Because uh, these are like fifteen bucks or something, uh, and I'm not going to pay forty dollars for a fucking little statue that I'm never going to. No, open. I don't blame you. Completely understand. It's like fifteen bucks is right on the money. Hell yeah, you know, decorative piece. But yeah, no, like I actually just pre-ordered uh, an, like my first uh, for Christmas. I got the Metallica Master of Puppets set mm-hmm. very nice um and i just pre-ordered i this this <laughs> this is my first pop pre-order i've never i haven't bought pops like ever I'm but so i bought one years but i found one <laughs> bless, bless you. you thanks and i it, as soon Boys. as i saw it i'm like i have to have it and I'm, I'm trying to get a picture loaded up. Ooh, come on. I'm getting a white glare. There. Yep, white. Whiteness. <laughs> it's White Goodman from fucking Dodgeball. That's a hate crime. Can't say that. Oh, <laughs> uh, come on. All right. You know what? I got I, I got an ideal. Um, it's the Megadeth mascot from Rust in Peace. Oh, hell yeah. Ooh, okay. So it's nice. um like like Iron Maiden has some some Eddie Pops that I kind of want to get but like yeah just like little shit like that like I want to get Eddie Van Halen you know uh, I saw they're coming out with a new Ronnie James Dio I thought that'd be kind of neat to have mm-hmm. you know like they they've had other Metallica pops and I've never bought them but the moment that I saw the master set with Cliff I'm like you're coming home with me and they're and they're hard to find. They're hard as fuck to find. Like they were in every single Walmart store, and they sold out quick. I believe it. I got the very last one at Lafayette Twenty Six. It was like around Black Friday, I think. Um, and then my Walmart ended up having like f- six of them. <laughs> there you go. When I checked the next day, I'm like, oh crap, I got a shitload of them here. I, I could have just came here. Um. But now, you, but now I can't find them anywhere. I, I I see all the other ones they had. They had ACDC. Um, they had U2, Run DMC, and Kiss. And I think Kiss is hard to find, too. 
Yeah. Yeah, that cat did fuck up his pop wall. <laughs> Shut up, cat. So T.Y., mm. I, I, I had to do like a double, triple take at work the other day. When I, when I went into paint two to take a shit? Yes. Yes. Yep, I was on a mission. <laughs> like you walked in, I'm like, that guy kind of looked like Tyler. And because yep. obviously like I was just uh, kind of like kind of busy waiting and then when you walked out, we were like getting ready to do shit. And like I, I saw you, you saw me, and I went like that. And you just kind of gave me like a like like a little grin. And I a think nod. I saluted you. Yeah. And you walked out. I'm like, holy shit, that was him. Yeah. He yep. was like a that daddy sneaking around all over the place. You're like a fucking like little spirit angel walking out just to send good tidings and walk out the door mm-hmm. and I'm like right on I just blew up that bathroom <laughs> away I go yeah that, uh, that bathroom has a nice spacious stall and it's and they're always clean that's, yeah that's man yeah oh. they take care of that shop yep. over, over there they they are mopping every single day mm-hmm. over there while I appreciate the effort Sometimes it's fucking annoying when you're trying to do shit on a fork truck. <laughs> yep. It's like, lady, you've mopped this yesterday. It's <laughs> not dirty yet. <laughs> but that's all those people are paid to do is just clean. Yep. Oh, fuck. So then, like, it was like 10 minutes later, I, I told Mike, I'm like, so I saw Tyler in paint too, and he went, Wait, say that again? Like Tyler? I'm like, yeah. He was like, here. I'm like, yeah. He goes, what was he doing in paint too? I'm like, he came in and took a shit, <laughs> and then he fucking dipped. <laughs> yep, I see you guys all the time, like just far enough away that I can't say hey, or like when you got like I watched you and Mike walk out of the turnstiles couple days ago um and i couldn't say anything but yeah every time i see a houston truck i always look to see if it's you because one of these days yeah one of these because it has been mm-hmm. in the past where it's like haha <laughs> just never know i think biscuit actually just killed nate <laughs> he's just laying uh, he's just laying there bleeding out <laughs> yeah like I knocked all those down, you fuck. Well, and just rips out his throat. You know what? Nate obviously was having a hard time reading our messages. Because, number one, he asked what time we're shooting for when he only all he had to do was scroll up, like, mm-hmm. three text mm-hmm. messages to see 8 o'clock. But also, he's the only one that sent his ranks in early. Because I, mm. I chimed in yesterday. I don't really think I need those. 
Right. Um, after I finished tabulating my results of the new one, I'm like, all right, I don't. And then I actually started tabulating the top 10. I'm like, okay, I don't think on this album we're going to get close to that simply based off what I ranked. Um, so, so like it shouldn't affect those results. So don't worry about it. And he's all like, yeah, here you go. Sorry about the delay. I'm like, yeah, thanks man. <laughs> Okay, I'm back. Let's fuck it up. So the next song on the album is the title track, Raymond Frog. <laughs> Wyman. Hey. Raymond. Rainier Fog, uh, written by Jerry Cantrell, was the final single off the album, the fourth and final single. And I'll start her off this time by saying that... It, and. It's very funny because I'm going to redirect it from the notes because some of this has already been established within the very first song that we had already talked about. So far, the album sounds like the band is coming into its own as bits are there that tell you it's Alice in Chains, but it's just different enough. Maybe it doesn't compare to the glory days, but I don't think it's supposed to. The song is catchy as fuck. It's very radio rock friendly. And I'm going to pass it right over to T.Y. Dude, it's funny that you say that because um, my notes, solid, um, solid radio jam ends up being a tad bit lackluster otherwise. I didn't love this song. I definitely didn't hate it. I don't think that it's the worst song on the album by any means. And um, not saying necessarily that it would have fit. you know, on any of the previous albums, but there's definitely some songs that I would say are, you know, right on par, if not worse than this. You know what I mean? I hate I hate to be so negative about it, you know, or to to, to look at it un, under such a negative lens. But, you know, like I said, kind of in our chat earlier, I, I wanted to like this one, but I don't. But I don't love it. You, you know what I mean? Force yourself to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's not bad by any means. Uh, I had it listed as feeling a lot more natural than the than the opening song. Uh, like that force that I felt was in that first track. I don't feel it as much here. This feels like it's a lot more of a natural. We're actually enjoying this. This is uh, a little more organic. Um, the double track or harmony, or I guess harmony for the most part, it's used a little more sparingly. It's not just constant throughout. It shows a little more thought into where they're putting it. Uh, The breakdown's pretty cool. Um, But other than that, I didn't realize this was a single. Point of fact, I don't think I've ever heard any of these songs as singles. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't remember ever having heard any of these tracks on the uh, the radio before. Um, But I could listen to it now and go, yeah, that's a single. That That sounds like a radio single. Right. Nate. Uh, Rainier Fog, I said in my notes, I think this song really jams, but at times I notice that it is very droning, which is something you'll hear me say a couple times in this album. Lyrically solid, though. I mean, there's just some really good themes, you know, just like hit it home, nail on the head type shit. I love uh, You Can Find Me Writhing in the Ghost of a Song, which part of me is like, man, is that like... uh, I can never be in my heart what we were when Lane was alive. 
And here I am just living with the reality that is that, you know, I can make amazing music, but I'm missing this ghost. Mm-hmm. Well, um, so this song title track Rainier Fog is a tribute to the Seattle music scene. And, uh, the, um, that makes sense. I guess. Yeah. So the original demo was actually featured Duff, Duff McKagan from GNR played mm-hmm. bass on it. <laughs> Uh, and Duff told him, oh, this is your single right here. And uh, Jerry hadn't written lyrics yet. But Jerry also told Classic Rock Magazine that uh, the lyrics, left me here all, so, left me here so all alone, only for me to find, hear your voice on waves we rode, echoes inside my mind, disembodied just a trace of what it was like then. When you were here, we shared that space that's always half empty. Uh, those lyrics are about Lane and Mike Starr. Um, so he definitely also probably alluding to some of the other big heavy hitters, uh, that aren't with us anymore. Uh, Kurt, mm-hmm. um, I don't recall was, uh, Chris Cornell gone by this point. I, I believe in so. O- in, or in 18. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he died. Was it 16? 16. I think. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, uh, I'm looking at uh, uh, 17, so like literally like the year before. Right before, yeah. Uh, one year before uh, this album came out, Chris uh, Chris had left us. And uh, what about uh, Scott Weiland from STP? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah. Yeah, because. Yeah, um, Maybe that's who I'm thinking of. I think STP. I, I think he'd been gone for a while before because. Not a, not a whole long while. Well, because Chester, Chester went. He left. That's right. Yeah, Chester was doing STP before, and he died right mm-hmm. around the same time as uh, Cornell. It was like yeah. two months later, right? Yeah, Something it was like him, Corn- him, Cornell, and like didn't uh, uh, twenty thirteen. Um, Wyland died. We talked twenty sixteen, seventeen, seventeen. Oh. Didn't Tom Petty die right around that time as well? Like there was a there was a like a rash of them like in a row. Like, rank, you know, rank them all musician deaths. Is that what we're doing right now? <laughs> No, like, well, it, well, it's like the, you know, the song is, is talking about ghosts and songs. Right. All that's left to some of these bands are the ghosts of their songs. So, like, they're not around anymore. And Alice is one of the few bands that is, but some of their friends are gone. Some of their brothers are gone. Lane, Mike right. are gone. And they are, like Nate said, they are a ghost of what they were, but somehow there's a spirit that the spirit that drove it before is, you know, some of that may be gone, but they're not entirely gone. It's very interesting track. I, I definitely, what? I was just only mostly dead. Only mostly dead. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I gave this song an eight. Uh, Buckles, what did you give it? I gave it a seven. Seven. T-Y, what'd you give it? 6.75, actually. Five and Nate. The countdown continues. 6.25. That um, doesn't bode well. <laughs> what I didn't say about the first track, the one you know, Jerry said it was inspired by David Bowie, by David Bowie's song, Fame, and uh, that he wrote the song around the time Bowie died. That was yeah. 2016. Yeah. yeah. Actually, like, right around this time yeah, in 2016. Yeah, not long ago, yeah. Yeah. January Bob. of 2016, so that's weird. Yep. Him and Lemmy, yeah. The next track, Red oh, Giant, man. was written by everybody in the band except William Duvall. <laughs> uh, Red Giant. I'll let Buckles go first. Red Giant. 
Uh, I wrote boss fight intro. There you go. At the beginning, at the beginning of this sounds like a boss fight. Um, the lyrics are really nihilistic and a little bit snarky, but unfortunately, you can't really make them out as well. I know my hearing sucks, but the double tracking on this, uh, the double tracking or harmony made it almost buried a little bit in the mix. So it was almost hard. Like I watch when I go back and listen to these, I'm doing my ranks. I'm watching on, on YouTube so I can follow along the lyrics as well. Mm-hmm. And which will come into play later. Um, but without those lyrics being on screen, I wouldn't have known what the hell was going on. Like the lyrics were just kind of indiscernible to me. Um <coughs> I don't understand why they double tracked or they harmonized literally every vocal on this one. Um, and other than the intro, nothing really stood out to me. Like, I'm not saying that the song's bad. It was just dull. Like, it was just kind of forgettable. It was just, it's a song and then it's done. So, not a whole lot there to me. I'll go next. I kind of just said it. it's slowing it down and it's basically just kind of a little bit of a chunkier version of what we've already heard. Uh, I don't think that the quality necessarily dips that far down, but it's it, but it's definitely not as good as the previous two, and it is a bit slower. Um, Nate. Okay, so I've been uh, spending a little bit of time uh, in my downtime being more creative, doing, uh, like you guys saw earlier, I showed you the the art that I did that was, it's a coloring page, but I did it in uh, like uh, gel markers or whatever. Did one a Spidey here. I'll show you that one too, or whatever. Um, it's hard to see with the bug cameras, but anyways, I'm, I'm not done with this yet, but it's all gel marker. It looks real shiny and cool when you see it in person. But anyways, uh, I do that kind of shit. I have been building a lot in Minecraft. You're like, where is this going? Just like, you're fucking with my ADD right now. <laughs> so, so, Playing Minecraft today, I was doing my my final listen through and 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 making sure that what I had initially said and initially I think I gave this like a six point seven five. I was really high on it, but then when I was playing Minecraft and I was more zoned out and interested in the Minecraft music than listening to what they were recording, I knew mm. there was kind of a problem, okay. and I was like, I "Oh, I totally just lost interest in this album." like without even trying i was really into the first two songs i was like locked in and making cool shit i'm like yeah build a bridge you know type shit but <laughs> <laughs> it's just being real but now ass bridge yeah but then but then but now i'm like why do i want to shut this off and i had to really like ruminate on it and it's just very meh mm-hmm. there's nothing tangible to sink your teeth into on this song that makes you not only crave a re-listen, but even consider a re-listen. I think that was where I had a real big divide. Yep. All right. Uh, you you kind of hit my nail on the head of this whole album right there, actually. And uh, T.Y. Uh, I don't have a whole lot to add. Um, I, I wasn't super high on it myself. Uh, I put pretty flat. Um, is this actually Velvet Revolver? Because... <laughs> You could you could go back to two thousand and six. A little pop interchangeable. This, pop this on that album, and it a hundred percent fit. So, not not necessarily saying that it's terrible by any means, but uh, I gave it a five point two five. Yeah, here comes the water. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Please you, stop. Killed, you, you killed Brando. <laughs> I just fell to pieces. Nate, what'd you give it? Oh, no, he did it. Just slither on with this score up here, will you? Oh, no. <laughs> oh that was good. 
Uh, I gave it a five. I gave it a seven. Buckles, would you give it? Even five. Even five. The next song is Fly. And that <laughs> it was written by Cantrell and Sean Kenny. And this song's not a single, I don't think. I hope it's not. I don't think it is. It's not. I I shouldn't say I hope it's not. I, I didn't hate the song. But uh uh I'll they, say they just are they already released this song in the nineties though. That's yeah, that's what yep. I said. Um, <laughs> yep. I said it's kind of what you kind of know what to expect the moment the song starts. Yep. Um, I wrote the exact same thing. Pretty standard fare that only receives a flat rounded up score because it got some bonus points because I liked the solo. Um, Not bad. I, I don't want to... And it's maybe even better than like like it depends on what your personal view of the rank is five average or is leaning six, seven, just average or is five. Like I feel no way or one way or about it, but honestly that I had that exact thought doing this entire rank. Like, where's my, where's the median? Where's the, what's the baseline? And yeah, you're right. Five. If you're looking at five as the baseline, if you're trying to figure out where the basic most, Meth score is while you're listening to this. That's not a good sign. Yeah, um, <laughs> I was so far on the album. It, it, it won't stay that way. It'll start to dip, but I, I was still leaning a bit more positive with it. But Ty, what'd you think about Fly? Um, man, this could have been like one hell of a solid ass acoustic jam. Just a, you know. Um, maybe almost unplugged style mm-hmm. with the bongo drums, and it's just not. It's 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 too vanilla, you know. It, it's it's too much Blaine's laptop, and whoa! <laughs> <laughs> you say no, that I'm God. the one looking right at it. Yeah, so you watch your mouth. Staring at me. <laughs> whispering uh, all these things i think the the first thing i had written was oh boy more mid-tempo um <laughs> and can you guys hear me yes yeah okay cool sorry i had a slight technical difficulty um like it's more mid-tempo um the you hit it on the head the solo is nice um kind of starting to get tired of the vocal effects like everything being doubled or harmonized yeah. it's starting to feel like a gimmick and less like a feature and it's starting to feel like they're leaning on it a little bit just for the sake of leaning on it. And I'm not really liking it. Um, but at least the lyrics aren't, the vocals aren't as buried and the soul is good. So, yeah. Nate. Ooh. Uh, don't think Bono when I say this, but heaven beside you too. Uh, it's like a heaven beside you sequel. It really is. Like that's a, I like my ears did a double take. I was like, wait, they already wrote this. Oh, oh, it's a different song. It's a different song. And lyrically, it is kind of different. Okay, cool. Uh, but I'm gonna definitely uh, kind of copy Brando's sentiment and saying that the solo is rad as fuck. I loved it. Yeah, it was pretty pretty bitching. But overall, overall, I would say so far on this album that you still haven't found what you're looking for. 
Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <sighs> I really haven't. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even you two battling you, bro. I'm not even doing it. I can't. No. I can't. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> well, Nate. Uh, you're not the only one on this podcast. He just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> what'd you rank it, buddy? 6.5. 6.5. T.Y., what'd you give it? I gave it a 6.5 as well. 6.5. And Buckles. Again, if five is the baseline, I gave it a six for the solo. Six. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I think that solo definitely earns it a six. I'll be 100%. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. I was leaning at a 6.75. And then I heard the solo and went, okay, I, I think you want I, I think I'm it, so far it, that was good enough to round it up all the way. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> the next track is called Drone, Kentrell, Inez, Kenny, and Nate. Is this the song you were talking about? Droning on? Big droning. That's the first line in my, in my uh, notes. But I said, you know what? Honestly, by the time the song was over, it was giving me load vibes like like Metallica. I was like, OK, there is a spot in my ear hole for this song. I don't know. It's like an every time listen back, but it's one that if like, let's say Spotify was like, look at your year 2020 at three in review. And it like all of a sudden played this. I'd be like, hey, cool. Keep it on. Like, I'm fine with it. Yeah. T.Y. Man, I haven't done it in a while. But uh, this this old boy was too long. We uh, we should have either removed this totally from the initial release, cut this down to nine tracks instead of ten, um, or release it as like a bonus track. I just wasn't feeling this one. Um, you know, I hate that we got to keep going back to it. You know, I'm not saying it's bad by any means, but it's definitely not my vibe. Not my Alice. No. Yeah. Hey, real quick, I forgot a, a little tiny part of my notes because uh, I can't read. I put dig the silent breaks at the end of the chorus, both into the solo and the bridge sections. Mm-hmm. Where yeah, like, I literally just like cuts. I, I'm, I'm a fan of that. Like, you know, silence is sometimes a big weapon in music. Sure. Um, I had I like the intro riff, even though it's still more mid, more of the same mid tempo. Um, the guitar solo is kind of bluesy, which I kind of liked. There's a really, there's a very hard left turn in the song. There's a really abrupt like time signature shift. That, that bridge section, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah it, I mean, it's it's it is a hard left turn right there. It just comes out of nowhere, and I like that. I I applaud them for doing something a little bit different there. Hell yeah. Um, and I feel like in a way I'm kind of giving it a little more credit because of that, not because I liked it so much, but because it's different. Um, like the riff and the baseline, especially like, I feel like I'm giving the song a little more credit because of that. Not again, because I like it that much or because it's good necessarily, but because it's at least something different than what we've been presented so far. So I can applaud them for doing something different. Although Tyler's right. It is way too long. Yeah. This, this one, man. And, and, and I, I hated to even, I hated to even put that in my notes because there for a while, you know, it's like, this track's too long. This track's too long. This this one for sure is a good example of you could have cut, you know, forty five seconds probably off this song, and it and it would have been, it would have been long, but it would have been okay. You know, you know what a, I mean? There's something saying that when the diehard Tool fan tells you yeah. the song is really long, sure. that is yeah. saying something. <laughs> 
All right, Buckles, what'd you give it? Uh, I gave it a seven just for originality's sake. Alrighty, and TY? Uh, solid, even five. Five. And Nate? 5.75. Oh, man, we're like right there in the bundle. I'm, I gave it a flat six. Um, the next track, Deaf Ears and Blind Eyes. Wrote this song. Yep. <laughs> All right, Nate. <laughs> Ooh. Nate, uh, <laughs> Nate spoke has got up. some feelings. <laughs> Two words for my notes. Uninspired jam. There is, this is like bland jam 3000. <laughs> my cats could make a better tune falling on a piano. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sorry. It was just <laughs> not. <laughs> when I listen, <laughs> There is something to be said about the title of a song. And when you lead me with deaf ears, blind eyes, I was like, oh, this is about to suck. (laughs) (laughs) And I was not disappointed. Yeah. Uh, I had three line or three notes for this one. At this point, I'm rolling my eyes, the vocals entirely, because they are the exact same as like the last three songs. That's all double tracked. It's all harmonized the entire way through. There's no attempt at, spacing things out it's just the whole way through it's a gimmick it's a crush um second note was just more the same if i was listening if i wasn't listening to this for a review i would have stopped listening to this album by now and uh the third note was i'm giving it the same score as red giant because i can't tell the difference (laughs) (laughs) right on (laughs) ty what do you got um sorry um, we're going for track number six, right? Yep. We're, yeah, we're going my, for sorry. Yep, Yeah, I'm sorry. My head, my head, I was having some headset problems again. Um, this one's, uh, as far as my notes go, empty, empty, empty. Like, There's I was bad, bitching about yeah. the last track, and this is even worse. Yeah. Personally, I think. Um, you know, and, and it's funny because, the the droning with with Jerry and Lane's vocals and now Jerry and William Duvall's vocals, they definitely have the tendency to kind of get that that tone, you know, that that droning sound that isn't always pleasant. Well, last song, obviously drone, not great. Um, this one I, I feel like is even worse personally. Um so not a fan. I wrote, I hate to use the word, but stock. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is like Windows 98. This was like the first sound bite that you got. <laughs> Minesweepers is... that's in your computer. There, there you default. go. Minesweepers. This is stock. And um, I always go back to some kind of Monster Metallica. It sounds fucking stock to my ears. This yeah. monster lives. I mean, will you want me to write it down? Like, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. This song, I the the I wrote two sentences. I said I hate to use the word stock, and then I put a period, even though it doesn't. Even this is one sentence I put a I put a period after stock to emphasize that, and I said, but it sounds a bit mid. Ooh, I love that you just used that term. It's not stock. It's just broth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mids all day, bud. 
it's really water a bit watered down broth like <laughs> yeah 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 it's it's it, it's nothing is this it's nothing is this like boiled water with a hint of air <laughs> it's water soup mm. <laughs> <laughs> um buckles you said you gave it the same as red giant which is a five that is correct <laughs> i also gave it a five ty what did you give it 4.75 4.75 we're gonna count down because nate four point five. Five. Oh, got it i had to make sure i didn't write two five because i already gave my answers to brando so i can't fucking change them <laughs> like i sometimes do on the fly <laughs> yeah, Dude, sometimes sometimes though it just feels right and you got you got to change it up you so know sometimes what? you guys sometimes you guys convince me to up my score decrease my sure. score a little bit just if i'm yeah Definitely. Exactly. We have done that. I have been talked into tens mm-hmm. before, Nate. And 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 then I'm pretty sure <laughs> I've also been talked into a one at some point. I, 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 I think I may have been responsible for that you one. You might have. Um, <laughs> but no, Nate, if, if 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 you feel different than what you already gave I okay guys. So, so far it's dead on. Like I Uh oh. Uh Nate. You there, Nate? Okay, we can no longer hear you, Nate. <laughs> the cat did it again. <laughs> Damn you, biscuit! <laughs> One. There you are. Oh. Two, Macarena. One, two, hey, ma- hey Macarena. Hi. Yay, we're back. You I don't know what just happened. That was weird. I don't know. Weird shit. You were a little choppy there for Very a second. Strange. Um, but we're going to carry on before we, uh, before we end up losing this episode altogether due to technical difficulties. Um, Yeah. (laughs) The next song is called maybe it's another Jerry song. Oh, the last song also, uh, was a Jerry as well, all by himself. Maybe this whole album, the whole album feels like Jerry Cantrell. That's the sad thing. Uh, that, That might be part of the problem. The, yeah, the next song also was not a single. Um, I'll go first this time. I, I wrote down the standalone vocals when first met with the guitars were a little jarring. Like it almost felt like they just like they didn't sync up into it, it almost felt like one was moving faster than the other one. But then all of a sudden they catch each other and they go into kind of like a weird little catchy groove. Um, but I also didn't feel like that uh, that the song was that much of an improvement from the previous track. But the catchy groove gave it like a few bonus hundreds of a point <laughs> for me. So uh, we'll go with Ty first. What you got, bud? Man, I don't. I don't really have anything major to say with this one. This is another one of those that I think is pretty stock. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not a lot to it. Um. I've got. I like the idea of starting the song a cappella. I like having the the vocals by themselves. It's kind of new. It's it's different. It's interesting. Yeah. But as soon as the as soon as they get into the song itself, they're right back to the same yeah. harmony, and it's the exact same harmony. And it's more mid tempo. I'm begging for something, anything a little faster, anything with a little energy at this point. Uh, and honestly, the solos are right. The solos have been the only redeeming point of the album so far to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um... You know, I'm not mentioning it on every song because there was a couple that really stood out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for definitely for sure, the lead guitars 
uh, shine a bit more on this album. And that could be because in some cases the, the backing maybe just isn't as high of a musical quality or writing yeah, than what the I'll solo is for. So, uh, Nate, what you got for maybe? Oh man, I'm going to totally just make you guys feel so weird. Cause I'm shifting it. Uh, this is the only song on the album. I listened to at least six times today. Replayability hard. And you know what it is? It is not, not a lot to do with music. I think the music is basic, which keeps it good. I think that there's just some lyrical truth to this song that just got me like, man, there's just some like the, the pull up the lyrics here while we're talking. Uh, he says, uh, maybe you should know I'm feeling lonely and I'm tired. Oh yeah. Maybe I should go gotten into desire to watch the last year fall. But this line is particularly, uh, poignant. Maybe this will show I'm reeling empty, uninspired. And I think that up until recently when I've been trying to do more creative stuff, I've really just had this deep realization that I just let all my creative outlets fall and by the wayside to do all the work and it happens and 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 the the coming back to that and actually creating is kind of saving me so this song hit me man i was like whoa you could like just like wrote right into my spirit damn okay hell yeah so so yeah it, i it got me uh my uh score will definitely reflect that when we get there to the end i think you're the last one to go so oh shit go ahead and hit me with that rank this one's an eight for me, honestly. I really, like I said, uh, a mixture of the musical simplicity and the lyrical accuracy of my internal uh, realizations was just like, whoa, whoa. Buckles, what you got for me? Another five. This and, is becoming a theme. <laughs> and T.Y. I actually gave this one a 5.75. little higher. I gave it a 6.85. Ooh, shit. 8.5. That's what I'm saying. All right. Let's justify that one. Where's the extra 0.1 coming at? <laughs> well, the the extra uh, 0.10. He did, he did say That's a tenth of a point earlier. Yep. I said, yep. I said the catchier groove. Mm-hmm. Leaned me oh, forward. that's what it was. That's what it was. It leaned gotcha, me gotcha, forward gotcha. from my from my 0.75, but I'm like, okay. as I was leaning forward, it kind of stopped, and I'm like, I don't know if I can go any further. I think this is an I eight. Gotcha. I think I'm gonna have to pull a like a Nate and do a weird. <laughs> yeah, five point two three seven. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, the next track, so far under, was a single. It was yes, it was. Am I? I'm double checking. I, I I I have the little window small, so I had to scroll a lot to get back up <laughs> to the single. It was it was the second single. Uh, released right before the album dropped, like about a month before. And this song was completely 100% written by William Dufault. Uh, uh, he wrote the music and he wrote the lyrics. And I read about it a little bit on here um, about this track. Where is it? Uh, uh, so it was like he wrote the... He wrote the music and he wrote the vocals. He he was saying lead vocal and play guitar solo on the track. He said that 
He explained the song. It says it's about feeling completely up against it, outnumbered, surrounded, facing seemingly unbeatable odds and being really pissed off, off, being pissed off about it. It was inspired by personal circumstances as well as events in the world. And I'm going to let uh, Buckles talk about this one first. Oh, uh, it's kind of sad to hear him say that he's got so much feeling wrapped up in the song because the first thing I wrote was that for a band that used to have so much attitude and so much emotion tied up into it, it's honestly depressing to hear this them sound so completely bland and, un- and emotionless. Like, I'm used to listening to Alice in Chains and feeling depressed, but not because, man, this is boring as shit and I feel bad for it. Um, I like the downward chord progression. The, that kind of downstepping progression I thought was kind of cool. Um, as far as the lyrics go, I've checked out. Like, I've stopped paying attention to the lyrics entirely. Like, there's just nothing. Other than that chord progression, there's nothing to interest me in this song. Nate. Bummer. I think that maybe I was still, like, high off the last song. You know how we talk about sometimes the previous track just leads sure. into you enjoying the next track? I like this song. I thought the chorus was great. It really hits bow now, bow, bow, bow. Like it just like it just like makes you I just like want to be at a show watching like they would have played this at the show. I saw them. I would have been like, yes, I don't know if maybe they did. And I wasn't really paying attention, <laughs> but I don't think they did because it's, it's it would be pretty memorable. I, th- I don't think they played anything off Rainier. I think they only played one song off of Devil, which was uh, Hollow, which I, you know, it's weird. I think I rated that like kind of mid and then hearing it live. I was like, that song is badass. It's one of my favorites. So, uh, yeah, sometimes a live performance can change your view on a song, too. Yes, it can. It absolutely can. That's happened to me several times. Uh, T.Y. Nate, I was going to ask you, when you saw them over the summer, was William Duvall, how was he? Because context when i saw him which was either the night before you did or the week before you did i can't remember i think it was a week almost to the day yeah probably um he was not in it seems like he was not really even present he wasn't like into it he just kind of hung out and like clapped his hands a little bit a few times and just kind of hung out some more and it 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 kind of it kind of like Bush definitely stole the show at, at my at my show for sure, too. But that may have helped. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. The fact that he seemed not into it. Uh, let's yeah. see. Officially look here. You guys saw them. Where the fudge is that show? I was trying to like pull up the histrionics of where and when and whatnot. Milwaukee Rockfest. No, that's. Oh, Noblesville. You saw August 17th. Yeah, in about a week. Exactly yep. later, I saw him in Tinley. Uh, interestingly enough, I thought they were locked in. Like they were very in the pocket on this on this really? performance. Yo, and they played the one you know is the one song they played from Rainier. So that would be the yep. one I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I got the set list pulled up for my show, and and yeah, they played that. But uh, uh Duvall seemed in and he was really enjoying himself and it seemed like they were him and Jerry had fun banter and interaction. So it's interesting to hear me. I mean, maybe he wasn't feeling well and just was like kind of faking it. To yeah. It for your yeah. Show I, or what? I'm, I'm not sure. It was it was, uh, you know, we've all we've all seen and I'm not saying that, 
you know, sometimes people get that mentality that they're there to perform for me. And it's like, yeah. well, no, I'm here. They're they're allowing me to see them perform. Right. You know, is the way I look at it. Um, but uh yeah, I, I don't have any major um anything major uh as far as my notes go. It was it was okay. I, I think that's the best way to describe it for me. It's just okay. I wrote Return to the sludgy, a little sludgier. Back to the sludge, tone, like they self-titled a little bit, but honestly, Ugh. better than that. It um, does remind me of grind, actually. Now that you say for sure. it, um, it's slow, methodic metal. And I chug, and I really dug the riff, but it also really takes its time. <laughs> I. I, uh, at this point, was v- just like Buckles, like, all right, give me something a little bit faster. And yeah. they went slower. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, all right. But I also uh, thought it was better than the last three tracks that we had heard to this point. And I gave it a seven. Nate, what did you give it? A seven. Sloth mode activate. Tyler, what'd you give it? 6.75. 6.75. And Buckles. I also thought it was better than the last two songs. I gave it a six. A six. We're right I, there on the ballpark. Nice. Yeah. I think that whole spectrum, um, you know, six all the way up to seven, seven, five. I think I think that's totally reasonable. And you know, because had had I not had the experience at the show that I did, I might I might dig this song a little bit more because, like I said, I mean it's okay. I, there's there's parts of it I dig, but you know what I'm saying. Well, uh, the next song we finally get an upbeat, faster track, "Never Fade," where the lyrics are written by both Duvall and Cantrell. I believe it was a single as well. It was like the third one, yeah. So right, also right before the album came out, they dropped this one. And uh, I'll go first this time. I said it's very upbeat. A stark contrast from the last song, or multiple songs, plural. The main riff and verse uh, guitars sound a little Van Halen to me. Like, not Eddie soloing, but some of the... Like, you can almost take those riffs and have uh, Diamond Dave be skit-scatting all over it, and you almost it almost sound right. Um, uh, but also, like, I actually really dug this one. I thought it was very catchy, and it was the best song so far on this half of the album. So, um, who wants to go next? Anybody? Anybody at all? I'll, I'll take it. Go ahead, T.I. Um, to me, okay. So I, I, I dug this song, uh, a decent amount. I think, I think for me, it's definitely the most complete radio song. It's, I, I think it's the best single on the album. Um, it's still, it's still not their best. Mm-hmm. You, it, it's, it's kind of how I look at it. Like a lot of, um, you know, the previous tracks, not the greatest, not the worst for sure, but definitely the most complete single. Buckles. Uh, first thing was, was, hey, something up tempo. Oh, <laughs> um, it took him eight tracks. Um, but again, the vocals sound the exact same to me. Um, and I, I had pretty much checked out on this album by this point, honestly. Like, I, um, I, I was still listening to it. Uh, I 
had to like force my mind from wandering a couple times. I was just like, it, it sounds this like it's up tempo, yes, but it's just an up tempo version of what they've been playing the whole album, and it's just nothing today. It's just, it's just like, it's not bad by any stretch, and I'm not intentionally being hard on it. It's just dull. It's just so bland, so uh, stock that no, I have I, okay, whatever, sure. Nate. I didn't write notes for the song. It's unmemorable, but it was decent enough for me to give it an okay score. This <laughs> is the one that I've heard on the radio, played on the radio the most. I've actually heard the, I heard the one, you know, like right when it came out. Uh, but mm-hmm. that was also like one of the last times I listened to the radio. <laughs> I don't listen to, I don't listen to the radio. It's either podcast or random Spotify, Spotify. Whatever. yeah, whatever yeah. I'm the mood for. Um, but yeah, um, we will start with Ty. What'd you give it? Seven point seven five. Seven point seven five. Buckles. Give it a six. A six and Nate. Blend their scores. I gave it a six point seven five. <laughs> I gave it an eight. Don't give it to me. I am not a rank. Nah. The last song, All I Am, not a single. The longest song on the album, seven minutes and 15 seconds. Woo-wee. And uh, we will let Nate go first. One word described this song. Haunting. I really enjoyed it. It definitely was like, okay, yeah, I get it. This is a slow album. This is like, Alice in Chains ballad deluxe without it being about sad stuff. It's just <laughs> slow stuff, you know, sloth mode activate, like I said, and shit like that. But uh, it, again, this is just like sometimes it's a mood and a vibe that catches you. And again, this caught me. It's just like the hauntingness of it made me perk up as like, yes, more of whatever this is, whether it's don't do a whole album of it, but you know, you could sprinkle it on the next couple albums one or two more times, and then I'd probably be about it quite a bit. Buckles. Um, so I only have a couple notes. I have two notes specifically, and one of them is quite possibly the most damning thing I've ever said about a song. Um, remember how I said earlier that I listen to, I do my reviews by watching YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. That way I can follow the lyrics on it. And when you're watching a YouTube video, unless you cue them up in order, they'll just play random songs if you don't set it to something else so i listened to never fade and um i thought i had set this correctly this started playing fly again and i didn't notice until halfway through the song bummy like i did not even realize until i went i think i've heard this before that i was listening to a song i'd already heard on the album that's how how boring this was to me Hmm. um and and how much like it, this it's just monotone the whole thing to me um like it's kind of it's kind of uh apropos that the song's called rainier fog when the whole album is nothing but gray and uh, i can honestly say that i have no reason ever to listen to this album again like not that it's bad again not that i dislike it not that it's bad i have no reason to listen to this album again so yeah T-Y. Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna be uh 
not brutally honest. Just this this song is not my jam. But I tell you what, the last 30 to 45 seconds of the song, I really dig the outro. Um, got some good vibes from that. Overall, not my jam, though. It's funny because I wrote, it drags on a little bit, but it's a big, heavy epic to end the album. And for me, one of the better songs on the album. And I I, I was vibing it. And then, like you said, the, that the the latter like I don't know the latter eighth of the song kicked in, mm-hmm. and I went, "Man, this is actually really good." Yep. And, and but it does take a little bit to get there. But I was I got really 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 high on this song, and uh, my score reflects that. It's the highest rank I guarantee you out of any of us on this entire album. I gave it an eight point seven five, and. Uh, We'll go back to T.Y. To t- What'd you give it? I gave it a 6.5. 6.5 and buckles. Like we've been saying the whole album, if five is the baseline, this is baseline. Five. And eight. 7.25. Two, five. All right. <laughs> Rainier Fog is ranked with the highest ranking song on the album. Is never fade at seven point one two, and the lowest ranking song is Deaf Ears Blind Eyes with a four point eight one. Yeah, that that one's not great. That's that's out of curiosity. How does that compare to other albums in terms of the lowest? We will. You mean like uh, songs? In average, like on average, if the if the lowest song was a 4.8, that close to what we would consider the median. Um, that isn't the lowest rank that we've given. The, no, low, I the I lowest was, rank I mean, we gave was on, was on the last album. And, okay. and, and, and we will talk about that. We are going to do okay. final tabulations. Uh, but the final album ranking scores, Brando, for me, I ranked this an average of 7.13. Nate, 6.4. Tyler, 6.27 and buckles 5.8 by the way Damn, buckles it, 5 would have been hilarious yeah. I, I wondered if it was going to be close well uh, there's buckles, a couple sevens in there so yeah this is not your lowest ranking album that's i uh, well yeah I, uh, let me guess devil's put di- double put dinosaurs here yes it, yeah that album pissed me off so. and that was a 4.9 <laughs> so you almost I got thought, to i thought you were a christian radical while we were recording that song or that album you were mad at that, I, one. that, that, that album made me angry <laughs> well folks we're going to do final tabulations i have most of the scores already ready to go and i'm just going to take a few minutes to wrap this up and i'll let the other guys just kind of talk and entertain you guys while i do this but i'm gonna step away to finalize this so we can go over the finals how this is going to work before we i let them go and talk we're going to do the top 10 songs the bottom 10 songs and then the final album ranks i will not be including unplugged or music bank with it but i made yep, the totally ex- fair i made the executive decision to include both sap and jar of flies as separate entries to be ranked among them even though sap is relatively short um i i almost feel like those two together could be one but uh, those two are a, a very important part of those early formative years. And um, when you consider that, yeah, there's like eight or nine albums or well, almost eight out, whatever, whatever it is, I think they deserve to be talked about. The others, the live thing, I'm going to let that stand on its own. 
And Music Bank is a collection of songs. So I'll let you guys go for it and uh, entertain the peoples. So I'm just looking back at my rankings for Double Put Dinosaurs here and laughing at my jokes and how angry I was. <laughs> yep. Yep. You were mad, bro. It's well, okay. Oh, I, wait, I just, wait, wait. I'm sorry, guys. The uh, the master rank. I didn't say the master rank for for uh, for Rainier Fog. It was a six point four. Mm. That's pretty middle of the road. Yeah. Mid. Mid. It's broth. Yeah. It's it's, it's all mids, bud. It's water soup. Mids and stems. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> oh God. No, I just looked at my – I haven't looked at my rankings, my my notes from Devil Put Dinosaurs here until I just kind of looked back up, and the first thing I saw was perform euthanasia. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, oh, boy. <laughs> I I kind of feel best. I wanted to like this album more. I just – it eh. <coughs> can't force it. There, There is a lot to be said about um, – you know, we always Taking make the joke – old man old man yells at cloud but i like the allison chains that made me fall in love with the band that's not who they are anymore and that's okay yeah you know i thanks to spotify and 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 everything you know just the world that we live in i don't have to consume any of their modern material mm-hmm. and i can still support them and you know it doesn't change anything about it and there's a there's there's another band that i'm very much like that with actually and i actually thought about this while listening to this album because it was kind of a similar mindset was lincoln park i used to be a diehard diehard lincoln park fan like one of the first concerts i ever got to go to my 13th birthday i went to a lincoln park show um i yeah, it's like a part puddle of mud at El Nino. It's fun. Um, oh. But their first three albums are still. I listened to Meteor the other day coming home from work. Yeah, I I forgot how much I fucking love that album. That's a good. That's a good ass album. But from minutes to midnight on, I can't listen to them. It's just, yeah, it's, I don't. It's a I, different band, and it's just not for me. Yep. But that doesn't make them bad. It just makes it that's it's not for me anymore. Um. I, it bothered. It used to bother the hell out of me because it felt like everything was just droney and 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 I hate to say it, but Chester whining about everything. And the right. later albums kind of got to that. But again, it didn't make it bad. It just made it not the same. It made it not for me. And there's nothing wrong with that. I could still go back and listen to the old shit if I wanted to. Still do clearly. If you really want to trip sometime, go back and listen to Reanimation. That album still stands out really well for what it is. Oh yeah, for sure. It's a fun album. All right, so how th- this is how it's going to work, guys. We have a couple of ties in both categories for top 10 and bottom 10. And what we're going to do is that when we go down, when we count it down from 10, from, you know, for the from the bottom 10, and if, if we get to a tie, we're going to pick which one is better or worse in this case. Or actually, for this, it would be better. And then... The, the next one was worse. Which one's better? And that one will automatically... We're not going to spend a lot of time on it. We're not going to debate it too much. But are you guys ready for the bottom 10? Sure. Yep. Oh, yeah. At coming in at number 10 with a score of 5. This point, is the worst. Yes. With a score of 5.75. Queen of the Radio from Music Bank. It was the live song that, that was on her. 
Yep. Okay. Yeah. We're not we're not counting the uh the extra the bonus nope. track. That you no, 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 <laughs> okay. no, no. That is on its okay. own separate <laughs> line of existence, just you're, like unplugged. You're, you're unplugged. Uh, I, I'm I'm going to spoil something right now. Unplugged uh, Unplugged uh, is the highest ranked album. Yep. But it's but 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 we're not featuring it because right, it's not right. a studio album, yep, uh, or done in the studio. So we they it, okay. So um, and it, it's good that we exclude that anyway. I think because if if not anything else, my bias towards it, and mm-hmm. I mean, as much as we try and stay bias free, you and I love that fucking yeah. unplugged set. Yes. So it, it's not necessarily fair. Exactly. So. That awful whatever song that was where they switched instruments, that's going to exist on its own plane. That's going to get top bad, <laughs> except for Nate. He likes yep. it. Yep, yep, yep. He would anyway, give it a 10 so, just to spite us. So Queen of, Queen of the Rodeo Live, huh? Queen of the Rodeo Live. Number nine is Lab Monkey. Yep, that um, one's bad. <laughs> from from Devil Put Dinosaurs here with a 5.65. And coming in at number eight, we got to make a decision. We have our first tie. Ooh, here we go. So, would you prefer Breath on a Window from Devil Put Dinosaur here or Red Giant? Um, from Rainier Fog. Red Giant's a worse song. You think it's worse? Yeah, I, 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 would, I would pick Breath. Yeah, I think I gave them both a five, so. Yes, you oh, did. No, 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 sorry. Yeah. Red Giant is the worst song. Yeah, okay. I, I can agree with that. I can agree yeah. with that. So based off of our rankings, yes. Uh, Buckles, you gave it a five. Uh, you gave both five. T.Y., you did give uh, Breath on a Window a .25 higher. I gave it a... F- mm-hmm. I think I gave it a full point higher. So, okay. There it is. It's settled. Uh, Red Giant is a worse song. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> totally. So coming in at number eight is Breath on a Window. And coming in at number seven is Red Giant. And they both had a score of 5.56. Coming in at number six, Pretty Done. I'm yeah. trying. And, and, and forgive me as I'm trying to remember what album some of these are coming off that's, of. That's off Double Put Dinosaurs here. It's Pretty Done. Oh, cassette number yep. two. Yep. So think about that right here. How many songs is that from Devil Put Dinosaurs here? Yeah, that's two now. Well, uh, could have been three. Yeah. Well, 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 we have Lab Monkey, Breath on a Window. Oh, so that's three. Yeah, and, three. And, and Pretty Done. Coming in at number five is Choke. Wait, did I say the rank for Pretty Done? No. Uh, no. 5.43. No. Coming in at number five is Choke with 5.31. Guess what album that's on? <laughs> Devil put dinosaurs here. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to believe this. Coming in, we we have another tie, so we have to figure out. Well, I guess I numbered this wrong. Um, so maybe Queens of the Rodeo doesn't actually get on here. Um, but there's a tie here for what would be number four and five. Um, but they both rank a five. So. I don't know what you guys want to do. Uh, it is Devil Put Dinosaurs here. Okay. And nothing song. Okay. So me personally, this is easy. Nothing song is definitely the worst song of those two. But I'm also biased to the Devil Put Dinosaurs here. I vibe that song real hard. 
So I'm do trying I. To see what's what uh, what album was nothing song on? Uh, self titled the the mm-hmm. sludgy song, the yep. sludgy album. Yeah, I I don't um, I don't vibe that song. I think I gave nothing song a better a better ranking. <laughs> what do you think, Nate? <sighs> nothing song. Nothing song is worse or better. Better. So now we are at another fucking impasse. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So here's what we're gonna do. In that case, why don't why don't we just make them a tie yep. for, since they have yeah. the same score? There, there you go. We uh, we can't come to a consensus. So tied at number four is nothing. Song and to put the devil put dinosaurs here with five. Mm-hmm. Coming in at number three, I think I fucked up. <laughs> I don't remember that song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some got fucked up here. Well, okay. Let's leave it this way then real quick. And I, this may not vibe with your, how you want to do your rankings, but if we're willing to give those two a pass and let them say tied, can we just have the other ones tied as well? <laughs> if, if, it's only been tied, if it's not like a three or four or five way tie, if it's just tied between two, yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay with having a tie at for a, a double tie at one. But if that's going to throw off your rankings, don't worry about it. Well, it's just a matter of uh, we, we've already kind of done that. And Fair. basically, for this for for number three, I wrote down the score, but for some reason, deleted the name of the song. Uh-huh. So now I'm trying to find the fucking song. <laughs> vamp, vamp! Shut up, guys! Vamp, vamp! <laughs> He's looking for things. I am looking for things. I'm looking for a certain number. I am things. I am looking stuff. It's fun going back and looking at my notes for some of these songs. Like going back and looking at nothing. Your song note. Like- my note for nothing song is why does this record feel like driving to work? <laughs> That's harsh. Uh yeah. I don't want to go to work tomorrow. I'll tell you that. I didn't hey, go today. That's I a big shame. I left early today. So I left I early yesterday. So <laughs> I called off yesterday. Yay, snow. I hate snow. Fuck snow. So I think I found it. And the reason why I was confused is because coming at coming at number three is Intro dream sequence iron gland from dirt. Yeah. Awful. Uh, uh yeah, none of us like that. That was a four point yeah. zero uh, seven. Coming in at number two, frogs. Yep. <laughs> um that was also from the self titled. Yep. Last track, right? No, no, no. Oh, uh, second to last. Second to last. So also, um in this case, like I also did not include any of the song versions from Unplugged this time, like right, uh, the, like the only reason why Metallica had some of those included is because we ended up really including S and M because it had exclusive songs to it. Sure, fair. Um, yep. but we, but but since there were so many of these that were going to be similar, um, or maybe scored a little higher, if, if a song is already on the list, it's not mentioned again on from Unplugged, and that's kind of what this is because Frogs. Didn't score very well on that one either. Um, a little higher, but the number one wait, wait frogs is four point zero five. The number one worst song ranked hung on a hook, and that was also yeah. on Devil Put Dinosaurs Here with a three point one eight. Yeah, not yeah. good. That was the perform euthanasia song. Yeah. <laughs> so for the top ten, fellers. We have ties. Oh, geez, fellas. This is going to be fun. We have ties. We have ties for 10 and 9. We have a tie for 8 and 7. 
The only song we don't have as tie for is number six, but the top five are all perfect scores. Wow. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. So, uh, so here's where we're going to go. Do you want me to name them as they are written? Because I wrote them uh, in the order of rank and then order of release. I have an idea, actually. Okay. Once we get to the top five, since it's all five of the same perfect scores. Yep. Why don't you name the five? Okay. And then each of us, okay, check this, check this, check this. Each of us independently without speaking anything are going to write what we think are our one to five in our order. And we'll do number one rank is worth five points, you know, and so on. So number two rank is four. Number three is three, four is two, and five is one. And then based on points, we see who is the true winner. I'll speed tabulate. I can speed tabulate it if you guys are worried about the math. I can do it fast. All right. I'm cool with that as long as it can be speedy, as long as we're not here for another hour. I'm good with whatever. All right. Yeah, just give us the give us the tracks once we're there and uh we'll right. make speed. magic happen. All right. So it's coming in speed. at number ten. We have to make a decision between ten and nine. And that is I stay away and rain when I die. Nine point zero six for both of these. <sighs> Which one of these, in this case, is worse? I think Rain When I Die is the better song. The better song? I think it's the better song. Oh, nah. This is is so hard. I Stay Away is one of my favorites. That chorus, the power of that chorus, man. Oh, Those two are both two of my favorites. No, but actually, take it back. Reverse it. I think I I Stay Away is the better better of the two. All right. Stay away. So totally, totally, yep. I had to, I had to hear that once. Nate said that chorus, I was like, okay, I gotta hear it. And oh, then yeah. like, okay, yep, duh, yep. Duh, 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 duh. it's so powerful, bro. Oh, and then it switches to that like grunginess. They just like grunge it, you know. Yep. Yeah, so that's definitely the number, better one. Number ten is I stay or uh, number ten is Ray when I die. And number nine is yep. I stay away. Yep. Now. Number eight and number seven. We got to figure this out. Okay. Your decision and check my brain. Interesting. Off the same album. Weird. Check my brain easily. 9.37. Which song is the better song and worse song? Your decision. Your decision. I'd say check my brain easily, but. I'm wrong. <laughs> I love the I love the song Check My Brain. I think the groove of it is amazing. Honestly, it's one of the I mean, we covered it. Brando knows. It's a, it's a personal love type vibe for me. Yeah, same. However, Check My Brain's my own is my only song I really will go back and listen to from the later half. Your decision will still make me cry anytime I put it on because it is that's that a good fucking one, powerful. So that's that's my my decision is your decision. I can't argue with it. I love both of the songs, but I cannot I can't argue with it. So I, I'm, I'm going to have to agree that your decision is the better one. So coming in at number eight is check my brain. Yep. Which I think it's still totally respectable. Absolutely. I mean, you're, you're talking about the top 10 songs that a band's ever done. Yep. And one of the, you have two from the newer era in the top 10, in the top mm-hmm. 10. Yeah. That's pretty damn good. If you ask me number six, we don't have to argue about. Nice. Number six is them bones at nine point eight. Fuck yeah, dude. Them bones. Um now we've reached 
the real top, battle. Yeah. The top five, fellas. This is going to get interesting. Uh, using the powers of deduction, I'm sure you know what some of these are. Oh, yeah. I'm actually a little a little confused, or not confused, but I'm curious because there's so many songs on those first like three albums I could rank that high. So we're going to go right down the list here and like you like you guys want to individually contabulate yeah yeah do it do it do it cool i got so, mine i'm good order of release this is our tens man in the box down in a hole rooster wood and no excuses so we got to come up with our top five Okay. Rank those. Rank those yes. how we would. Okay. Said wood rooster down in the hole. Man in the box. Well, hold on. Let's let let me finish right here because I'm, I'm I've still got three to go here. And no excuses. Thank you. You know when you guys are ready i have my tablet cheered oh, down and it's hard I, I just did it a gut instinct based on my heart of like what am i listening to first i'm picking the last two right now so give me just a second. okay take your time yep. you right. guys can just text the group chat your answers so that they don't see them or hear them and then i'll contabulate and get it back to brando relatively swiftly yeah it's just in the group chat yeah in a moment though okay wait you want the group chat so they won't be able to see it? Are you saying like they being, they being the listeners, oh, the, listeners. the listeners, yeah, the, or right. the viewers, yeah, 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 because yeah. right. we can we can know our own, all our, right. our all own, right. yeah, all yeah. Right. All right, there are mine. Yeah. Okay, so this is a very interesting way to do this. We've never done this before, but we never really had this many perfect on for anything that we've ranked Nate as far as I'm aware I, I think Van Halen may have had a couple I know Metallica only had two this is Repeat physically one more painful time, to try please. to do <laughs> um, Wood Rooster down in a hole no excuses and what was number five uh, uh, man wood. in the box man in the box oh, yeah Thank man you. in the box my bad this is that's this is like asking me to pick children this is I know it's, it's hard. hard it's hard I could, I mean, I had to go like Nate. I had to just do a quick gut ranking because if I sat here and had to think this out, I'd be out here. I'll, I'd be doing this all day. Yep. I'm going to sit here. I, even now, the, I'm probably going to sit here. The top three was this. easy. It was the bottom two that I had, <laughs> that I had to for me, Number, think about. For me, it's all about vibe. It's like between these songs, it, it, it's like, and, and, and I can almost say that, like, I think the middle three for me were the hardest. Yeah, that's where I felt because too. because then once I got like the first two figured out, then the rest of it or the or the maybe two and three figured out, then the rest of them just fell into place. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this. There's works. mine. Oh, this is going to be weird. We're probably going to have a tie again. I think maybe nah, maybe not though. I, maybe I not. Let me hold on. Hold know. on. Hold on. I'm gonna, what I'm going to do is I'll go song by it. song. 
we could literally do a, a show just on this top five. I know. Yep. Seriously. 100%. Like, 100%. Are, like, trying to figure out what, trying to come up with a consensus top five. That, yeah. Okay. I'm, so, hell, I'd almost advocate that for that if we actually thought we'd be able to do that. So, oh, man. This is physically, physically painful. I hated, yeah, yeah it, it was hard. It was, yeah, like I said, those bottom, those bottom four and five was really hard for me. Yeah. One and two was easy. I'm kind of with Brando. The first number one, I uh, was easiest. Number one is easy. Number five was easy. The rest, like three and uh, two, three and four were the hard ones for me. I think it's worth saying something that if, unless I'm mistaken, everything but uh, no excuses comes off the dirt album. Which then uh, gets yes. how classic that come how classic Man that in the album box is. is on facelift. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. No excuses on no. Dark Flies. Yep. Yep. That's a three out of five ain't bad. All right. Well, I mean that's not quite meatloaf either. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So well, I, I have I, I think we have this we have the consensus that Dirt's probably the best overall album without looking at the rankings. And I think now we can say the devil put dinosaurs years is probably the least favorite. Well <laughs> we will so. get there. Nate, what do you got? <laughs> Our five and four spot are a tie. Great. So let's let's just battle it out between us in yeah, real time. Yeah, let's we, just talk it out. We right. got to. Both scored nine. No excuses. And man in the box. That's so weird. Because so no excuses he, was new excuses was my number one. Man in the box was my number five. So my mind's pretty clear. Okay. Uh, so no excuse was wasn't my number one. It was my number two. I'm sorry. That is that is my four and five. So personally, I would put no excuses at five. I would put no excuses at five. I, would I think because of replayability and the fact that it was everywhere in the world, Man in the Box is a more recognizably better song. So I hate to say it, even though I love no excuses and everything about it from the drums. We've droned on about it. Go to the first episode. Check that out. Honestly, though. I'm going to vote also with Brando and T.Y. on this one and not keep us stuck in a loophole of a tie. We'll put man in the box as our four, but no excuses as our five. Now let's get on to our final three. How about here we go? Brando. Are you receiving transmission? I am. Here is our number three track. I'll send it over to you now. Our number three track is Rooster. Which I think is totally fair. It's sure so good. Was. I mean, that's, that, that is, but yeah, it, but think about it. That is one of the most played songs on the radio ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's and, just, it's completely down to personal taste. Yeah. hundred percent down to personal taste. And it's like, the thing is, is that that song has something else about it. You yeah, know, for sure, man. Does it get into the, to the aura of overplayness? Uh, you know, I made the argument at one point, maybe he was here on this podcast, maybe some, maybe another episode, that what some people consider overplayed, that means once you've reached overplay status and people think it's overplayed, you've entered a new stratosphere. Sure. Yeah. Of, Iconic is, the, is a better term for yes, it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and yeah, people get tired of hearing it uh, being played in bars, being played on the radio. Just like every, like if you turn it on, there's a reason why, though. That mm-hmm. song has. It, sure. It earned that spot. It did. It did, and uh, and it's earned its spot as number three as well. Now, Nate, number two incoming. 
Number two is wood. Now let's real quick, before we really dive in, I need to express that that was the difference of one point. Rooster scored 12, Wood scored 13. You know, Splitting hairs. Wood is a song that when I first got into Alice in Chains, for some for whatever reason, it, it didn't register as high as the other ones at first. I don't know what it is. It's because it's the last track on the album. Okay, and, and, and maybe so. I think it's on the it's the last track on an album that is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So over the you, you've gone through just you've listened to that album or you've listened to it so many you've listened to so many good songs getting up to that, it kind of washes it a little bit out in a way. I also think the power of the end of that song, the last like four seconds. Da 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 bow. It just like punches you straight out of the album and it's over. Like what mm-hmm. else do you need to say? It yep. has one of their catchiest choruses. Into the flood, yeah, come on, it's 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 the 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 cool thing about it here is is that all of these are tens, sure, but it's like um, maybe maybe the most like ardent diehard fan would be like, you guys didn't pick that one from this one that is instantly sure. yeah, but like no, this song. These these songs that are tens have something different about them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a there's something specific about wood that there's a uh, line from an old uh, I think it's an old like uh, Rolling Stone or something ranking different albums, and there's a line that makes me think of this song. And it's yeah, it's the last song in the album because what the fuck are you gonna follow it with? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. yeah, no shit, dude. I mean, and 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 think about I'm looking at the album right now on Spotify. That fucking album is nothing but bangers and then you fucking end it with wood it's like come on now number yeah, one man. though is down in a hole we've mm-hmm. talked about it here on the show before it's too good it is too good of a fucking song it's too good it's man. too fucking emotional so i have a question though real quick mm-hmm. and, and this was my number one song this is not me questioning it's spot my insurance we talked about overplayed and and songs being iconic because you've heard them so many places, so many times. So many... All the other stuff was singles. Down in the Hole wasn't a single, was it? That's a good question. And I, I think I, that I if it is a single, it's probably their most underplayed of their singles. I'm not sure that it was a single. I think all the other ones were. I mean, obviously, we know Rooster, we know Wood, we know Man in the Box, all were. Um, we know No Excuses was. We know all of those are singles. I'm not sure that this one ever got radio play. I've heard it on the radio before. Well, I mean, you might now. Um, you would now when they're playing deep cuts and everything from doesn't matter. But I mean, I've heard it from a, I've heard it from Unplugged. The four the four singles from Dirt were "Hate to Feel," "Damn That River," "Angry Chair," and "Rain When I Die." Okay, so yeah. Wow. Wait, so um, from Dirt. The singles. I I have different info for okay, singles. Let's, let's, um, uh, according to the old Wikipedia's, it was Wood, and then Them Bones, and then Angry Chair, and then Rooster, and then the last right. single was Down in the yep, Hole. I was looking at the I was looking at the wrong thing. So it was it was the last single released. Though. Yeah, interesting. Now, like we we've talked about this song. I said if there's any Alice in Chains songs that I could give a higher score than ten, it'd be this one. Uh, but it would be the unplugged version that would get the yeah. 
there's a reason why I, I gave the song a 10 and then I couldn't give a higher score because I personally <clears> won't <throat> allow it because <laughs> it'll just, it won't break the damn system, but it'll break the system. <laughs> I, you know, looking at this top five, as happy as I am that that's the top five, I'm also going, God, Angry Chair didn't make top five. It didn't. Fucking uh, Rain Ride Guy didn't make top five. Oh, you're killing me. But that's the beauty of this band. Well, my my like almost favorite uh Alice in Chain song didn't make the top ten. So which was um Bleed the Freak. Okay. Yeah, Bleed yeah. the that Freak. That is probably that is probably my most listened to Alice in Chain song in the last Which they played half. live. Bleed the Freak got an amazing. eight. Uh we mentioned Angry Chair that got an eight point eight one. And yep. then Rain When it's I Die. It's a fucking banger, man. Rain When I Die did get number 10. So here we are. We're, we're with the very end of the podcast, though. Very yeah. end of the series, guys. Um, I actually have really quick, Brando, I have a question to pose to the group before we wrap everything up. Now that we've listened to a lot of this, and I know that there's some of these albums we were listening to for our first time or, you know, for the first time actually seriously listening to it. Is there mm-hmm. one song on here that you hadn't listened to out of all the stuff we have, is there one song that you had not listened to much before that you are taking away that you will listen to more now? Grind. Fair. Absolutely fair. Um, why you? Over now, also. Okay. Um, um, Whale and Wisp from Jar of Flies. I, I love that. I, yeah, I was getting ready to say that one, too, actually. It's uh, funny. Yeah, Don't Follow from that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, um, that entire album was better than I thought it would be. Um, if you're gonna go, in yeah, the, really, I, I, I'm yeah. I'm gonna be corny and just say I want to listen to more of Jar of Flies. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, honestly, got me wrong. It was the one that I had I'd heard a couple times where I hadn't put much thought into, it, and now I actively find myself going back and listening. Ooh, to that that's song a good one. A lot more often, especially the studio album. The studio cut is really up there as one of my favorites now too. Well, are you guys ready for the final? Yeah. Results all right. Coming in at coming in at number eight. Um it is the devil put dinosaurs here at six point zero nine. Of course. (laughs) Number seven, Rainier Fog, six point four. Number six, self titled Alice and Change, six point five six. Number five, facelift, six point nine nine. Number four, Sap, 7.22. What's our top three? Black Gives Way to Blue. That is still surprising. Surprising. 7.38. Number two, Jar of Flies, 8.41. And number one, Dirt. Dirt, obviously. 8.449. Dirt, uh, you know, and you know what's funny? Uh, Black Gives Way to Blue, that is up there with some of my top ranked albums that I've ranked here on the show. That is legitimately surprising. I, it was to me too. It, I really pretty pretty solid. It is a solid record, and it has a different feel to it. But guys, yep. that is Rank and Ball, Allison Chains. We are done. We did it. Sixteen months. We did it. We have arrived. We get. We came. <laughs> we saw. We ranked. And and you, I, I want to thank. Pee. I want to thank all all three of you guys for hopping on this and sticking with this for as long as we did. Buckles, thank you for so much for lending your talents to this show. Uh, it's been a joy having you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, we hope to do something again in the future. Ty, buddy, I miss you. I miss you so much. I miss I, you. I wish 
that we could just fucking sit down and hang out and get stupid high and just giggle. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> Hell yeah. And and that's gonna happen in one of these days. And you know, you know, once again, I would love to get this this foursome back together at some point and do some other ranks. And Absolutely. I'll bring my cowboy hat. Hell please, Oh yeah. Please. If you do that, I might not be able so to. So Garth Brooks? Myself. That's next. Charlotte, right. I, just, I just pictured Tyler, the giant cowboy hat from Dumb and Dumber, and that's all I want to see now. Yes. Uh, I'm Doug, Doug Dimsdale from the Dimsdale Dimmedome. Well, Nate, Dimmedome. Nate, we are Brooks and done with this. Hey, love that. Uh, God, one one Nate, last time. Thank you again for being a part of this rank with me. And, uh, man, I miss you too. I haven't, bro. I love you guys. And, I, uh, we do need to all link ourselves very soon. Mm-hmm. Yes, dude. Like I, I, I feel like this is the longest period of time where I just don't hear from you or see. You are, you are a hard man to track down. You. you are a hard man to track down anymore. Yeah. It's just work enveloping my every moment. And even yeah. when I'm not at work, I'm working. So, you know, that's yeah, right. Um, it's the industry I'm in now and uh, trying to just navigate it until I can find myself a little bit more life uh, work balance. Cause I don't have it right now. I'm just trying to get the work balance figured out. And it's uh it's a lot, you know, a lot of changes are happening around me. So I'm just uh, rolling with the punches as they come. You know what I'm saying? That's why I handle it, man. That's but uh, I love you guys. And uh, thank you guys so much for joining us for rank them all. I'm going to pass it back to Brando for our outro. He does it like the best. Well, guys, you know, you, you can always check us out. Uh, on all the podcasting platforms and on YouTube, as well as all of our socials that rank them all, uh, podcasts and all that good stuff. You know, we've ranked a few other bands, Metallica, Van Halen, Between the Barrier to Me, now Alice in Chains. we got some more coming at you at some point in the future, but you know what? Um, we are suck. We are stuck down in the hole, and uh, we're going to dig our way out one of these days. And uh, thank you guys once again for uh, staying with us on this long-ass journey. For all the other guys, I've been Brando here and rank them all. Saying, uh, telling you, see you later. Have a good one. Peace out, and all those good pleasantries. Goodbyes. Later on, guys. Later.